0: An abundance of love, blindness, and rejoicing even when things aren't going well. It's all right in the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, episode 160. there, right? Well, if you're hearing me, you're there, and I'm here, or it wouldn't be recorded. Wow, gosh, I'm getting too deep for myself. Um, Welcome to April. I believe this is the first podcast in April. Yeah, I got to think back. This is the 6th. No, this is the 7th as I record. So, yeah, I don't think I recorded one on April Fool's Day, but anyway... Come on, get on past it, Tony. I need to get right on into things, don't I? I mean, I'm going to talk about love today, and I'm going to talk about uh, blindness, sort of. And I'm going to talk about how you can rejoice no matter how bad things are going. Hmm, that ought to get you, right? Well, let's go back to that love thing, right? I often talk about love because it's the greatest. It's the greatest of all things. If you don't have love it doesn't matter what else you have. It's really not going to amount to much. And I wonder if you have an abundance of love in your life or maybe just an abundance of things. Because an abundance of love in your life uh, in your life doesn't manifest itself in how much stuff you have. You know, it just doesn't. And it doesn't even uh, manifest itself. That's easy for me to say, right? It doesn't even manifest itself in how much stuff you give to others. The things you can give to others, it will it'll never measure up to the love you can give. And your Creator, yes, your Creator, says your life does not consist in the abundance of things. That's pretty important. It's vital to know, in fact, uh, because it's the most important to God for your life. Love. Love is. After all, He's the source of life, Right? And if you disagree with that, well, contact me sometime. We'll talk about that. But God wants you to have life more abundantly. He says so right in His Word in the Bible. Living forever would be pretty abundant life. Wouldn't you agree? Well, if God is the only one who can see to it you live forever, and if Jesus is the only way to get to God, if those are true, and they are, doesn't it make sense to understand what's important to God Well, here's what makes the Christian faith worth leaving everything else for. God's abundance of love. His love is true, and that's the truth. And you might recall from the millions of times people have quoted Jesus when He said, the truth shall make you free. I know you've heard that. Maybe you didn't know it came from the Bible, but it does. Well, God's willingness to give you freedom forever is the ultimate illustration of His abundance of love toward you you enjoy that freedom yet? Or are you working hard every day to get more things? I have a song called Freedom. It, uh, the first verse is Freedom, working through love. Let's praise God for our liberty. Christ paid off our debt. Only in Him are we truly free. There's, uh, there are some places on my website, tonyfundenburg.com You can actually hear this whole song And I'm not going to play this song on this podcast episode because I have another song I am going to play uh, after my next uh, segment here, and uh, I'll go go ahead and get right into that. You may have been thinking, "What's he talking about with blindness?" Right? Well, I like to say I once was blind and I still need glasses. You know, even in the godless movies, you'll often see a funeral scene where someone is singing "Amazing Grace." So. Even people who don't go to church, they've heard that song Amazing Grace because you'll hear it in the background of some of the weirdest movies. But anyway, the, uh, the words to the song talk about getting your sight back, right? Well, not exactly. The writer was actually acknowledging a lack of vision or recognition of the truth. For example, when I say uh, I once was blind, but now I see, I'm talking about what I didn't realize before makes sense to me now. And it's great when that happens. There's an important ingredient involved in being able to see things you couldn't see before. You know what it is? Humility. If you can humble yourself and admit when you're wrong, you'll clear up your bouts with blindness much more quickly. But that's much easier said than done, isn't it? What are you afraid will happen when you humble yourself? Do you think this mean old world will slap you down and you won't be able to get back up? And don't get me wrong, I know this mean old world can slap you around and down, but with God's help, you can get back up every time. You can. So are you afraid of other people, you know, what they'll think? Maybe they'll think you're a wimp for humbling yourself? You don't want to be called a wimp, right? Well, maybe if humbling yourself is all you ever do, uh, maybe they will call you a wimp. You don't want to just always be humbling yourself. False humility is almost as bad as no humility. And I can promise you it won't look good on you. I was blind like that once, but uh, when you're willing to admit you don't have all the answers or you're willing to admit you're wrong, you're in a place so many people don't even have the nerve to go. You're in God's grace. He'll open the eyes of your understanding and you'll leave those doubters in the dirt, possibly forever. I didn't get any lasting wisdom or understanding until I realized and admitted my ways are wrong any time they disagree with God and His Word. Once I was willing to humble myself, I changed the course of my eternity for me forever. I set a course for blue skies and paradise. Now, I still need glasses to see the way, but uh, I know I'm going. You want to go too? I wrote a little rhyme that... uh maybe helps you remember. Got the sails up and a port in mind. There's a cool wind blowing strong and kind, leaving doubt and fear so far behind. I can see now where I once was blind. And here's that famous song that that line came from. everyone on the planet could experience that kind of grace they can but they just won't too many won't experience it they refuse they got to be their own god and it's amazing to me how many times people are being like that and they're miserable they have nothing to look forward to they don't they don't have anything to be happy about and that brings me to my next point Are you able to rejoice always? There's a place that uh, I'm referencing. I believe uh, most people who have ever known me for a while would tell you I'm an up person. And I'd use air quotations around up. You know, that's what I've been called. You're an up person. Generally speaking, I'd rather laugh in the face of adversity. And generally speaking, I do. There's a place in the Bible where it actually says to rejoice always. And then it immediately adds, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, these are three things. And I bet you never fail to do them, right? Yeah, (laughs) me neither. (laughs) I fail. I'll let you in on a little secret. I don't rejoice Always. I want to, and many, many times I succeed. But then the world gets in my face and my rejoicing stops, at least for a little while. You might think, by reading the many happy-go-lucky rhymes and lyrics I've written on my website, tonyfunderberg.com that uh, I'd never have any problems leaning on God in times of trouble. You might think that about me. Well, I, I wish it was true. But I have been like anybody else, had problems leaning on God at times and in times of trouble. I like to think that I do it more often than maybe the average guy, but, you know, I'm human, so I fail. It's easy to rejoice when things are going well, but that's not a good representation of where your heart and mind are. It's when times get tough that you'll know where your trust and faith truly are. Now, I'll break down that Bible verse that I shared with you a few uh, minutes ago, into three parts. And I'll show you what I mean. First, the first part, rejoice always. Now, why, why would God inspire someone to write that if He knew it was impossible for you to do? The short answer is, He wouldn't. Your Creator knows you better than you know yourself. And if He says you should always rejoice, He knows it's something you're able to do, if you only will. So, will you? Can you make it an act of your will to rejoice when your day, week, or year go horribly wrong? Yes, you can. You can make it an act of your will, but will you? I seriously doubt you'll be successful every time, or that you've been successful rejoicing your whole life. I don't want you to think I'm jumping on your case. Like I said, I fail too. In fact, last year, 2016, was a horrible year for me. And each time something went wrong, I had an opportunity to either choose to rejoice anyway or choose to justify my gripes and grumbles. And I'll admit, there were times I did some of that justifying. And here's why I didn't do the second part of that Bible verse. I didn't pray without ceasing. Nope, I didn't do that. I prayed often and I prayed with passion and conviction, but I didn't pray without ceasing. Of course, that doesn't mean you go through your day doing nothing but praying. God knows you have responsibilities and work to do. It's an, it's an illustration of mindset. It's an encouragement to not let a day go by without talking to the one who made you. He loves you and wants to hear from you. God wants to build up your courage and strength. He wants to help you, but He won't force His help on you. If you want to do everything entirely on your own, You know what? He'll let you. However, he also knows you'll mess things up without him. And you'll start to gripe and grumble. And that's when you'll forget the third part of that verse. In everything, give thanks. Now don't even start to think I mean you should thank God for all the bad things that happened to you. That would just be stupid. First, he didn't do those bad things to you, and second, He wants only the best for you. When bad things happen, it's because either you made some bad choices or you're suffering the effects of a broken world and the broken people in it. But you should give thanks in the middle of everything that happens because it's your chance to let God know you trust and love Him. You're thanking Him for the life you have and the strength and courage to face another day. After all, without Him, you wouldn't even exist. The reason bad things happen is because people would rather serve self than to serve others. And they certainly don't want to serve God. They want to be like the God of this age, as Paul calls the devil. And they don't want to be like the one true living, loving God of all creation. Selfishness is the root cause of everything bad in this world. And you certainly can't accuse the God of the Bible of selfishness. Only the biblical God sacrificed himself for the world. The rest of the religions require you to do all the work. Jesus came to earth as a man and paid the ultimate price for you and me to have eternal life. Don't you love that? I do. And if you do, rejoice always. Rejoice through the days of milk and honey. Rejoice even when your days break down. Rejoice troubles won't last forever. Rejoice and forget about that frown. Raise your vibrant, vital voice, because today you've got a choice. Rejoice. Well, that does it for me for this episode of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. I want to thank you again for all the listening that you're doing and helping me out on uh, iTunes and oh yeah, by the way, I'm back on Google Play. So for those of you who don't use uh, the i devices, like an iPhone or an iPad or the Mac devices, and you're you're still on those uh, 20th century uh, Android devices, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, you can go to Google Play and subscribe to this podcast, and I wouldn't even mind if you left me a uh, review there. Of course, now that I've kind of, uh, insulted devices, maybe I get some bad reviews. That's okay. Um, please share these rhymes and reasons with your friends and family and, and, uh, let's stay connected in more ways. Okay. Like, uh, you can join my rhyme and reason club on my website. There's a, uh, an easy form where you can send me a message and I get those and I respond to those and, um, you can discover my eBooks on, uh, oh, and physical books too. On Amazon.com or Smashwords, which also, uh, Smashwords sends my books to iTunes. So you can find some of my books on iTunes, as a matter of fact. Of course, you can subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn, circle me on Google+, follow me on Twitter, watch my videos on YouTube. And as always, we don't want to leave out that little bitty blue social media uh, known as, what is it, something book uh factbook or some uh, no Facebook uh maybe you've heard of it and uh, those are the some of the many ways you can stay connected and I'd love each and every one or whichever ones you choose and uh, like I always say may God bless you and keep you